Welcome to Indie 102. I'm your host, John Robinson. Thank you for being here with us. Indie 102 is a platform started mainly around sharing my experiences as an independent artist and creative entrepreneur over the past 20 years. The aim is to create a network of many innovative artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs around the world to learn from, share with each other by joining in on conversations about the lifestyle, business, journey, and so much more. Let's spend some time empowering each other and hopefully inspire many more along the way. Remember to subscribe for future episodes and share the link with others you feel would be interested in our movement. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to Indie 102. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, John Robinson. Peace to you, wherever you are in the world. Today, we're going to talk about your music being the commercial for your live show. Now, to some, that may hit right away as, yeah, ah, that makes a lot of sense. But then others, it may hit as, what is he talking about? What does that even mean? Let's think about it. So today, of course, in the music industry, mass media is still a big tool that's being used to make global impact. Uh, exposed art from artists further in the world to more and more places around the world. However, live performance is still in the forefront of exposing your art in terms of one of the number one ways to really connect with people and like build these true fan base connections that will come again. You know, there's nothing like the personal experience and personal connection And what I mean by your music is the commercial to the live show is what I'm going to explain and, you know, a series of things in this episode. But I want to start first by speaking about live performances and the importance of live performances. You know, if you're an independent artist right now, you know, whether you're entering in in the game or you've been doing it for a minute or wherever you are in your career, it's always a good idea to invest in live performance if you have a good show. You know, you as an artist, a lot of times as artists, we're our worst critics. So you know if you have the ability to perform live. If you have the ability to perform live and engage with audiences, it's a great tool and great resource in terms of exposing your art and your message, allowing yourself to connect with people directly with your art. If you're a younger artist, even if you're not super sharp with the stage show or the live performance, invest in that. You have time to put in and invest in that. And not to say a more seasoned artist doesn't, but usually season means more responsibilities and less time. If you do have the time and dedication to put into investing in your live performance, I definitely think it's a great investment. And I think it's beyond worth it. It's one of the driving machines of music careers today. Let's think about the different sides of live performances. For many artists, that's the main part of being a musician for them, that they enjoy. I'm performing live, I'm traveling, I'm seeing different places, I'm meeting different people, I'm experiencing different things, I'm having different types of food, building and engaging with different cultures, etc. So there's so much that comes with that. But then there's also so much that comes with it as from a fan perspective. A lot of times for music fans, 
live performances is a central part of their experience, you know. So they're coming to the show. Sometimes that's a stress reliever. I just want to let go. You know, sometimes that's just a, a feel good. I need to just, you know, turn up and vibe out and just kind of lose myself in the music and the experience and the inspiration. It's a part of the experience from that side that's just as powerful, you know, and I never forget that. Although I'm an artist, I'm still very much a fan of music. If I'm at a show with someone who's legendary performing, yeah, it's just I get lost in the music, you know, and it's inspiring and I take a lot away. It's amazing. So I, I definitely understand this from both sides. Now, let's imagine how... From both sides, too, when the audience is already familiar and tuned with the music and they know the music, you know, what what type of vibe that brings to a room, what type of thing that does in these performance spaces, you know. And then, of course, the energy that's given from the audience to the artist, artist is inspired and feeling good about the reciprocation that's happening. And then, of course, they give even more back. And it just causes this magical situation. And as an artist today, one of the ways to create that is, number one, make sure people get to hear your music. Target your audience. Find out who are the people who would be interested in your music and find them. I feel like it's important to Really make sure people get to hear the music. You know, we're in a time now where there's so much music. It's important to think about how are you curating your experience? You know, how are you, what are you doing different to make the curation of your art and how you're channeling it out to the world different from the next brilliant artist, either right with you in the same city or across the world, but in the same vein, in the same lane so to speak. So I feel like that's what we should always be thinking about is what makes our thing different? You know, what allows people to point to our thing? What are those several things that does that? And part of that is, of course, people allowing themselves to engage in your music, but you got to nurture that. It doesn't just happen the way that it used to. You know, I feel growing up, a lot of those experiences happen organically. I could remember myself going into, you know, record stores in the neighborhoods I was living in or sometime at the mall and literally sometimes buy music that I had no clue who it was, but the cover looked cool or I kind of heard about it or it's an affiliate of this other artist that I do like and they're connected. So I bought it because of that. I feel these days, although that may happen, it happens a lot less than it used to. And these days it's more about if I'm engaging, buying, you know, talking about supporting any music, I've heard it and I love it already. And it, I connected with it from hearing it, you know, and I feel, again, we need to start promoting people listening to the music. Get people to hear the music. Let the music be the commercial for your live show. So that's part of what that means. It's like if I'm hearing your music and it invokes certain feelings and I connect to it in a certain way, 
I kind of want to see that live, you know, and the more and more people you're able to convert in that way, the bigger and bigger the anticipation for you performing live in different places become. I was talking to a close comrade of mine earlier, you know, just talking about how I've been reflecting lately on spending more time nurturing the following that I have that's already paying attention versus going out to get new people. And I want to extend that to all independent creatives out there. The people who support you already, find your way to nurture that. Nurture that connection. If people are already supporting you monetarily by buying your products or your music or coming to your shows or buying merch or any way that they're supporting you as a creative, as an artist, those are your true fans. And those are the people I feel that deserve more attention than the people you don't know yet. The people you don't know yet, they kind of have to prove themselves. Of course, you want to expose yourself to new people. But on an independent level, let's not fool ourselves and not make sure we take care of the people that are already paying attention and have been supporting. So, you know, I say all that to say those are the people you need to identify. Those could be your allies in terms of finding out more information about different markets. One of the things I noticed about this last release I did, uh, the limited edition cassette of Rhythms, Jazz and Politics. I had several orders of the cassette from Australia and Japan, and those are the last two places I've traveled to. And, you know, it was an amazing feel to know that you know, there were people across the world willing to spend 15, sometimes almost 20 bucks on shipping alone to get this cassette directly from me. You know, so to me, that's that's special. I love when that happens and I'm, I'm definitely grateful. And I feel that those are the type of things that I want to nurture and I want to let my music be the commercial for the live show because I feel like the next thing to do as you give this music, you know, a lot of times online these days, I'm promoting people to stream the music, go stream it on any digital platform, stream my catalog, stream the current music, stream, stream, stream. Because the more you stream, the more and more you get the vibe to it, dig it. And now you're connected to it in a way where you either want to, you know, go to a live show or you want to, you know, engage with it in a way where you buy it, you're buying some merch online, or you're telling people about it. Whatever you're doing, I feel like I want the music to be accessible to you as the listener to tune in and check it out and play it for people and vibe to it, listen to it with family, etc. And, you know, that, that's how I feel about it. I do understand that everyone doesn't feel that same way. It's hard to completely fight piracy in the 21st century, there's ways to use it to benefit other things. So if you hear a bunch of the music and you got it all day, nine times out of 10, you connect to it. And now you're willing to support in some other way, you know? And what I was saying earlier in terms of the experience from both sides and how it gets better is imagine 
you know, literally connecting on a level where you have an audience full of people, no matter how big or small, but they know the music. And now they're able to engage with it in a different way. You know, it, it just it just feels different. It's just amazing, you know, and that's that's what you're striving for as an independent artist. You're striving to make that connection happen in as many places as possible. And of course, some will always be bigger than others. But that's one of the things I'm constantly thinking about the music is I want it to be the commercial for the show. I want people to get to hear the music. You know, number one, if they connect with it, I feel like they'll stay connected. The beauty is, too, I never, as an artist with a pretty long, lengthy catalog, I never trip on what music is the entry point to people coming in, you know? Some people find me based off this last instrumental beat tape that I dropped, thinking that I do beat tapes, but then they'll find out that's really one of the few that I've released, and I'm mostly, you know, emceeing and working with different producers from around the world. I'm not tripping. It's kind of interesting how that happens, but Overall, I just feel like we're in a time where it's just easier to point people to the music, let them hear it, judge for themselves. If it's people that's already been connected, then it's so easy for them to just go hear the music. And if they're connected, they're going to buy it. You know, they're probably going to want it in some sort of physical format and they'll get it, you know, and you don't have to really worry about that. It's just, yeah, it's just uh natural mystic it's a connection that just happens it's organic you know some of the things i want to talk about quickly that came up in conversation while on instagram live last week so these guarantee services are these different services out there that are basically telling you that they can generate activity and you know get you more followers or even sometimes even guarantee you being on a Spotify or Apple Music curated playlist, blah, 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 for a certain amount of money. The thing is, this is not real. You know, um, doing your research, you'll find out that Spotify doesn't really, yeah, mess around with services like that. Who's trying to take your money um, for getting you more views or getting you on a playlist or getting more eyes and ears on the music. Yeah, companies like Spotify don't work connected to companies like this. And that's not really how it works. A lot of times these companies are trying to bring people in. But what they're doing actually is they're using what's called click farms. What click farms are are Massive groups of people, usually in other countries, that are paid per click, and that's their job. So their job is to log in, and when a new uh, account, for lack of a better expression, comes in, all of these different people give it clicks, which can generate in the forms of likes or follows or whatever it is, depending on the platform. And now to the public eye or the people from the outside looking in, it looks as if the engagement and things are growing. Um, but the, the thing about that, doing my research as well, as an artist, you're jeopardizing a lot because sometimes there are instances where Spotify will 
remove all your music from the platform, you know, based on just the rules and regulations. You can't really do things like that, like that go against the streaming rules. You know, you you need to just kind of just promote people to stream your music and have the following stream your music just because you don't want to jeopardize, you know, all of your catalog being taken off of streaming services due to something like this or being connected to one of these fraudulent services. It's just not worth it. And it's not real. You know, another thing is on Instagram or, you know, anywhere, any of the social media platforms that you're paying to get followers or to get more engagement. It's not a good idea to do that, you know, because you kind of want your followers and analytics to reflect off of organic following, you know, think about it. I just told you these services are using click farms. Click farms are people who have no interest in what they're liking or following. They're just getting paid per click. It's a job for them. So what that means is you're going to have all these ghost followers who don't even really engage at all. And it's bringing down your analytics and your engagement overall on your page, which hurts you. You know, it's better to have this small level of engaged followers than have, you know, 10,000 followers that 9,000 of them don't even know what's going on. That's not that cool, you know, and the way that social media works, you can kind of tell, you know, if you have a million followers and I look at your picture and there's two likes, I know something's wrong, (laughs) you know, clearly. But ultimately, yeah, you want to keep it organic. That's the whole point. The whole point is social media, being social and connecting and relating to the people that are, you know, gravitated to your art, you know, and what you do and support you. So that's that's really one of the main ways to use social media, especially as an independent creative. But yeah, keep the following organic and let the music be the commercial for the live show. If you have any questions about that particularly Definitely hit me up. You can hit me up right on my website, thejohnrobinsonproject.com, and you can reach me there in the contacts. And yeah, I'm definitely accessible. You can also hit me direct message on Instagram. I do respond. And yeah, this is a thing that's near and dear to me because I just see how many shifts are happening in today's music industry, you know, in today's independent creative entrepreneurial experience, you know, not just music, art, period. There's a lot of transformations happening. Some good, some bad. We will definitely continue this conversation and make sure that we touch on a lot of these different things. But like I said, I want to hear from you. Hit me up on my website, thejohnrobinsonproject.com. And yes, let's keep it moving. Indie 102. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to Indie 102 with your host, John Robinson. Remember to subscribe for future episodes and share us with someone you think would be interested in the information. To ask questions or suggest topics, please reach out to me directly on Instagram 
at whoisjr, or you can email me jr at thejohnrobinsonproject.com. Thank you.